Hey, man. What's up, my mans? How you feeling? Pretty good. Pretty good. <clears throat> Our team won yesterday, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was not a very, uh, what is it called? It was not very easy on the heart, though. I mean, it yes. was down to the very end there. It was oh. a tough one. It was oh. a tough one. Yeah. I mean, I put that game plan in place, and I thought the offense would look a bit different than it did, to be honest. Hey, but, wait. Listen, we're going to talk about all of that. You ready to get things started? Yeah, I'm about ready. All right. I'm about to do the intro, all right? Sound good. Welcome to episode 20 of Rolling with the Barons. This is your host. This is your host, head coach of the Brooklyn Barons, Roland Woods, and we also have a special guest today, our uh, head of football operations, Nikki Flames, has entered the chat. All right, and Nikki Flames will be on the podcast today. All right, say hello to everybody, Nikki Flames. Hey, everybody. I mean, I'm the uh, I'm the head of football operations for the Barons, as you know, as he uh, stated. I'm also a running back on the Desperados, Nick Firestorm. Kind of stuck behind Tavion Hall right now, but uh, I don't think I can really complain about that. <laughs> Good Tavion Hall is. <laughs> we saw what he did to our defense last week, so. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. He found a way. He found a way. Yeah. The funny part is we only gave up 100 yards, and I was still like, well, against Hall, that's not bad. It shouldn't have been that much. It shouldn't have been that much, but it is what it is. It is what it is. All right. <clears throat> All right. Now, if you don't know, the Brooklyn Barons are a franchise with the Relocation Football League. All right. You can find out more about the Relocation Football League at www.relocationfootballleague.com. All right, that will link you to all the social medias for the league and also some of the other teams. You can go on there and look at blogs, look at articles, get interested in all. We have 32 teams. Definitely take a look at all the teams. All right, and if you're interested in following the Barons, all right, you can find us on Twitter and IG at Barons RFL. All right. Now, today... We are here to discuss our recent win, close a nail biter, our recent win against the uh, Orlando Wizards. All right. And today we have a special guest, uh, Nikki Flames, because this was his it, this was his debut. It was his first time uh, having input as far as well, not having input, but it was his choice with the, the book for us to use the Carolina book to switch at uh, week eight. And uh, this was our first time working with it. Uh, so I know there were questions in the discord about, uh, I guess the performance of the offense and things like that. So we brought him here so he can give you more, uh, a more in-depth insight of why he picked, uh, why he picked this book, how he feels it would benefit us and his thoughts on, uh, the game last night. So how you feeling, Nikki? Some good moments. We did some things well last night. Like, Mike Troy played really well. He played a lot better than I actually thought he was going to play. Because I know Book had a lot of good run plays. But Mike Troy really showed out and made those run plays look their best. Our own line blocked well for him. The passing game did not look how I thought it would, though. Because uh, I, I thought we could stretch the ball downfield a bit more with this book than we did last night. We kind of struggled attacking deep at times throughout right. the night. 
I, I right. also thought that uh, on some of our shorter routes, we could got, get a lot more run after catch. And we saw that some right. last night, but I thought we'd see a bit more of that. And I thought Definitely. I thought Manuel was going to really burn some people on some drags, and he was going to get into the open field a lot. I thought he was going to get open deep too. But, I mean, Manuel didn't play bad, that's for sure. But he didn't quite make the impact I was thinking he could. And right. Like we saw Trannon catch that one drag. He got like 28 yards on that play. I mean, that, I thought we'd see a lot more of that that game. But we didn't quite see that. But the offense still moved the ball. I mean, they did enough to win the game. But the defense was really what won us that game. Even though at times they looked a bit shaky, they forced, what, four turnovers? Fumbles? Yeah, four. Four. Three picks and a fumble. Yeah, so I felt like our offense, like 24 doesn't sound horrible, but like when – when the defense forces four turnovers, you probably should have scored like 35 at least. Right, right. And see, we're on the same page because I already wanted to bring up later how our biggest issue so far has really been points off of the turnovers. Like It doesn't matter if we have 400 turnovers if we don't get any points. So we probably have more turnovers than points off of turnovers. And that's been really, really holding us back. Yeah. That's been really holding us back. So definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as far as the offense, I will, I'm taking, I'm taking blank because I watched this game. I watched this game a whole bunch of times. A whole bunch, I've been watching at work. I was watching a little bit. That's why we kind of pushed this, uh, this call back. Like, I could really tell, like, one of the reasons why I wanted to go verticals with this book is because I know, I know that play. Like, I know that play. Like, I know, like, when it doesn't work because of the lineman, I know, like, when the, if it's a block and release, when the running back couldn't release quick enough, I know when the press at the line made the tight end who's playing in the slot come off a little bit slower than he should have come off. Like, just from me watching those little things, I really saw how that affected the book. And the biggest, biggest reason why we didn't get any real deep shots downfield was just the type of defense that uh, the Wizards play. Like, I know – I got to start I gotta start telling you more stuff. It's like I know you can't really see, like, the schemes and stuff. Like, well, I mean, you could look on Daddy League and stuff like that, and you can kind of – hope that they run the same scheme some coaches like as you see like with me with me doing the defense some coaches change their schemes from week to week Mm. so but the Wizards still ran the same cover four and you could see it when they're on the field so that eliminated a lot of the deep routes like a lot of Brinker's throwaways were on vertical routes that were covered and a lot of or some of them would just be check downs because there was a a blitzer in his face like I peeped that a lot and with me seeing that, it w- it helped me read the rest of the plays because this is the first time I've really seen this book live. So for me seeing those vertical routes and knowing they're the verticals, I can spot that easy. So me being able to watch the rest of the plays and how they counteract together within this book. What- Welcome back, man. Welcome back. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty. All right, we'll see how it goes around. Mm-hmm. See how. All right, so we left out. The way it cut off was kind of cool because it kind of cut off right at the end of my sentence about uh, why I wanted to run vertical. So we'll see how it goes. We should be able to just smoothly transition. And really, I'm not even going to cut this out. I'm just 
I'm gonna just let it rock. I'm gonna just let it rock and keep it keep it natural. All right. So basically, just to sum it up, just to keep the keep it going, I ran the verticals one because I know we can attack that way, but two because I understand it. So it will help me understand the other things going on around it. And from what I've seen uh, from the other plays, I really, really like it, man. I really, really like the book. And I think there were a lot of other things that kind of held us back with our offensive performance. Uh, one thing being uh, the depth chart. The depth chart was a key thing because I uh, mean, you both agreed that Troy wasn't going to be the starter. Even though he went out there, he must have known. He must have known and he took advantage, uh, took advantage of his opportunity. Because you both had different running backs in mind, and neither one of them were Mike Troy. But he went out there and dominated, man. He went out there and dominated, and it kind of makes me want to. It kind of makes me want to bring out the three-headed monster because Kenny isn't here right now. But just the way our run game was, our run game was nice with the Ravens. It was okay, but a lot of that was because the extras that Brinker brought to it. But our run game was really, really efficient with this book. Uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, I think our run game looked really good. I was saying I didn't see the explosiveness from Mike Troy in his last game. And then Mike Troy was just like, oh, shit, I got a job to uh, keep right now. I got a job right. to keep. And suddenly he's hurtling over linemen on the ground, juking out three people at a time, running through people. I swear he was here in our meeting that we were having. On our- <laughs> he, was, he was listening in. He was like, I better show out. You <laughs> know? He had to. He had to. But I mean, it's like my view of Mike Troy, like I've always seen Mike Troy be a productive back. So when he wasn't productive in the last game, it was kind of a shock to me. But at the same time, I do understand the Desperados. They have a good defense. But the Wizards also have a really good defense, man. And to see Mike Troy go out there and be effective, man. And then to see Meredith on his few carries be more effective, way more effective than he was on the last gen. Like it, it's really opening things up. And it really makes me wonder like how dangerous this book could be with Kenny Steele. Yeah, I'm thinking uh I'm thinking something that might have helped us too is uh I'm sure the Wizards head coach was looking at film and he was seeing a lot of read option and uh the usual heavy Ravens looks that we got. And but the playbook switch we switched over the type of runs we were doing somewhat. And that might have fused yeah. them a bit as well. But also, I think the run plays in this new book are just really good for our team. Like, a lot of Definitely. stretches and outside zones, which I really like. And then there's... Definitely. Most of the time, I don't like screens in, our, in playbooks, but the screens in the Panthers' playbooks aren't horrible. Like, they, they sometimes... Right. Like... I'm a big screen fan, and I like what I saw in the screen game. It's just getting the right guy in the screen game. Like, Mike Troy did decent catching screens. He looked pretty good. He had that one catch in the, like, I think it was third or fourth quarter where he got, like, 10 yards. I think it was the fourth quarter on that drive where he ended up getting sacked at the end of it, so he had to punt. Right. But there are also a couple of times where he kept getting caught up and on blockers on his screen. Like, That's just Madden. I, I saw that too. That's just Madden. I definitely saw that too. Like, I, nah, I mean, it just depends on who's back there. It depends. Everybody's different. And the screen isn't really his game. 
he can be effective if it's if it's clean. If you get Mike Troy in space, he can be effective. Yeah. But as far as just having to beat somebody in coverage, running a route, or trying to get open, that's not really his. Yeah, game. I think that's more so something like game. since we don't have steel, I think that's something maybe more Meredith can do. Yeah, definitely. I definitely want to use all three back. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to use all. That was the plan for this week, really, was to at least use the other two and have Troy come in as the fill-in. But now we we kind of have to use all three. Yeah. We kind of have to. When Troy played, we kind of have to use all three. Yeah, go on. We can't bench Troy. Now we can't. Yeah, going back to the uh, passing game, I originally wanted to run a switch concept, but – but I realized we didn't have that many switch plays in our playbook. But I wanted to run that right. I thought it would confuse their safety. So. Right. And even then, it's not that we don't have a lot of switch concepts. It's just that they're not switch-based concepts. Because even as I watched this game, I saw a few switch routes that were very uh, crucial. They're very effective. And it's just a matter of having the right guys. With this book. It's just really a matter of having the right guys in the right place. Like, it's definitely going to be some depth chart changes. Like, even from the ones that we agreed on, like, just from me watching how the plays move, there's definitely some guys that I really want to move around. Yeah, the Panthers' playbook's versatile. You can attack deep. You can attack intermediate. You can go run heavy. I mean, you can do about anything with this book. It has a lot of unique plays, too. And I think... Which is why... I think we won't be limited by our scheme. I think... Like, with the Ravens, I know we usually just go West Coast spread. Like, there are other schemes that I can run out of it that I haven't really done yet because it just doesn't fit the opponent. But I think with the Panthers, it easily shows that we can run a lot more schemes out of that book. Yeah, like, Brinker, Brinker, I feel like, struggled a bit in the beginning, adjusting to the new playbook. But as the game went on, right. like, I know that we went verticals for the, uh, what is it called? For the training, which uh, kind of made him have to throw it away sometimes, which I like to see him throw it away at least because it's like he didn't take a sack. He didn't make a throw. Right. Have to die another right. down. It doesn't, though, when the CPU Definitely. throws it away on third down because, like, I don't know, it just bothers me. Because I'm like, I mean, at this point, you may as well just throw it up downfield, you know? Right. It's all situation. Mm-hmm. And Brinker uh, was struggling a bit at the start. Of the game, like Troy had a forty-yard run run at the beginning of the game, and Troy and uh, right after that, uh, Brinker immediately threw an interception, and I was just like, "Oh man, that was not good." Right. Like that's at least three See, points we threw I, away. I think one thing we're going to have to adjust to is Brinker's upgrades. But I can tell the difference in how Brinker played through his upgrade because when he was a strong arm quarterback first. He was a lot more aggressive with his deep passes than when he took them. But now seeing him as a field general first, I can definitely see how he's doing a lot more checkdowns. And I'm going to have to see how that's going to affect us over the upcoming weeks because it kind of changes. It changes. I don't want to say it changes the game, but it kind of me knowing that he's going to play a different way now kind of changes the way that I want to attack the. I mean, I, I feel like Brinker being more of a field general type kind of does fit this playbook a little bit better, though. Because you saw yeah. in that second but, half, once we started throwing it like intermediately a bit more, that we really started to move the ball a lot better. 
Yes. That's why I don't want to use the West Coast spread in this. Yeah, I think we should try and switch it up next week. We'll see what we talk. So yeah. We'll talk later on about that. We don't want to give anything away. Who we playing yeah. this next week? I uh, know this week we're an NFL we're, we're ride, so it gives us okay. more time to research and research. But then after that we play the Thunderbirds. After that we play the Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good rematch. I know we dropped six interceptions on them last time, right? So yeah, five or six, five or six. Yeah. But the key is gonna be how we can attack with this playbook. Yeah, I think I think we can get some unique ways to to uh attack them. They're CPU team, so aren't they? All right, so yeah. we so we should be able to look over film of the last game and be able to attack them pretty well. Yeah. I think we should look at more than just the last one though. Not just our last one, because if you want to attack them different. And I definitely I have to see which playbook they use because actually they use Carolina. They've been using Carolina's book too, so that should give us a an advantage as far as how to stop them. And but does that give them an advantage on how to stop that's, us? You know, that's the saying? question. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, depends on what the last coach of the Thunderbirds did for that squad because it keeps the same schemes and stuff, doesn't it? Or does the commissioner of the league uh, change it up? I think I don't know if they're running the same schemes or not as far as last year because I don't have a PS5, so I can't really see what anybody's schemes are. I know when you switch off a CPU and it just goes back to the Madden coach, it'll just put any random Madden, Madden yeah. scheme. So I really don't know if they're using the same scheme as the coach. Like from what I see, I would say no. I would say on both sides of the ball, no. But I really don't know yeah, what's I think going on. I barely know what's going on with us. It's only because I know. What I, I think we're just gonna play to to our oh, yeah, team's strengths when we play them. I think we should just try and play to our team's strengths. That's probably what we'll oh, yeah, try to do. Definitely. And I like I think once we start doing some work and we get the depth chart in order, like things I saw I just saw this book and attack and especially the way that I would want to attack the Thunderbirds. We'll definitely have to do a pile for that. We'll definitely have to get you back on the pile for the Thunderbirds mm-hmm. game. So how like from the last game we're just going more uh short route quick passes and the way this book can attack with the short route quick passes. I think the biggest thing is just going to be agreeing to a scheme that we both really want to work with. Yeah, I'm thinking that uh, when we play the Thunderbirds, I think we're going to move Joe Johnson to the slot. That's what I'm thinking. He played oh, yeah, in the definitely, slot. Definitely. And- he was supposed to be in a slot. Game. Like, the first half, I spent the whole first half just watching and see which substitution would make the biggest difference. Because there were so many. I wanted to take London McNary out as soon as I saw him on the field. Like, I wanted to take Troy out, but then he ran for 43 yards on the first play. Like, I just had to sit back and watch, like, who was going to make the biggest difference. And I didn't want to take Trenton out of the game entirely. Like, Trenton, when I made that switch, Trenton didn't even come back into the game. And I didn't want to take him out of the game entirely. But it was just – I needed that matchup of J.J. on Roy because I guess he was on sessions. Whoever he was on was shutting him down. Like, really, really shutting him down. And it was just like, all right, that's going to make the biggest – if Trannon is getting off like this, it's no telling what Johnson can do, especially right now. We need we need big plays. And it's like from that, like, from that consistency of the slot being – it's looking like the slot might be a consistent target in this book. So we want to have a guy we feel comfortable with. And I'm not even opposed to Amari being there if Amari is the guy that's going to help us. 
But we have we definitely have time to sit I back think, and think about that. But putting JJ was definitely I think definitely. Joe Johnson in the slot, I think uh teams are gonna have to change their whole defense just to defend that. Because Joe Johnson's this big body yes. receiver who runs good crisp routes, like it's kind of yes. hard to put people against him because like if you no matter what cornerback you're putting on him in the slot, it's gonna be rough. Because he's just gonna either catch it over yep. you. Or who's going to run past you with his route run? So it's kind of hard. Like, you can't move your number one corner. Most teams don't have three really good cornerbacks. So, right. So the question, right. Except for the our question, division. Our division seems to be the one. <laughs> Tell me about <laughs> it. But. but that's exactly right. Like, last year, I ran a lot of the Chargers book, and I wanted to use Joe Johnson like Keenan Allen. So that's why I played him in the slot. He just happened to get injured. He missed like 12 games. So but that's how I wanted to use him. But especially because J.J. is a good blocker. So especially off the read option, him in the slot has always been good. It was just winning those matchups with uh, Jackson Hunter. Like, I know you see him come in every now and then. He, make, mm-hmm. he makes plays. He makes plays. His consistency, especially against the people, the teams that we play, the teams that we have to compete with, to even make the playoffs just in our division. We couldn't count on him right now. But I feel like we can yeah. continue to build. I think maybe we should uh put Joe Johnson as the number two receiver and in the slot because that means when there's two wide receiver sets, he'll still be in the game. Yeah. But you know what I was saying? I think we should put JJ as the number one in the slot. And then when we go three wide, we just slide Amari to the number one. Let JJ go on the slot, and then let Trenton come in, or let Hunter come in, depending yeah. on the slot. Yeah, I was saying we should have him as like the number one slot receiver, but sure he's the number two receiver right. on just the receiver depth chart. Because whenever we're running those two wide receiver sets, we want to make sure Joe Johnson's in there. Right. Yeah, he'll be in there. I just think he should be. I think he should be the number one, just from me watching the film. When we're in those two tight end, I mean those two wide receiver sets, I think he should be the number one Maybe. receiver. But then when we go three wide, I think he should be in the slot, and then we should let. I mean, there's so many things you can do with Joe Johnson. Like we got tons of options. Oh, yeah, because I like when I see the end arounds. I like Joe Johnson end around. A lot of people don't know Joe Johnson is a 99 punt returner. He's a 99 punt returner. I just don't put him back there because he has like 84 injuries. But if he had like 90 injuries, he would be our punt returner. Like JJ is really good at open space and running with the ball, even though he's six five. Yeah, so I, I mean JJ is a versatile player. He's just at everything. Like yeah, I wouldn't say he is yeah. like a suit. He's an absolute game breaker at anything really besides his size. But he's just like I'd say it. Pretty close to elite at everything. Catch speed, route running. Right. Moving in space. I mean, he can do everything right. at a high level, which is a hard receiver to defend. Yeah. And then you got Manuel. Right. And there's not a lot you can do against him. He's fast. He's a good route runner, too. I mean, he can catch it pretty well. I mean, we have right. two receivers who are really hard to deal with. Right. And if we were in any other division, they would probably get a lot more attention than they do. Because our it's some of the best secondaries exactly. in defenses. <laughs> exactly. And I've been saying that a lot of people still keep their best corner 
at the number one corner spot, even though you should put your best corner at the number two spot. So because people are still doing that, that's why I want to put JJ as the number one. So I get a lot more, uh, I get a lot better uh, coverage against him because if JJ's always going to be against the number one, he's always going to be shut down. Like I feel more comfortable with Amari being against teams number ones because I just feel like it's more versatility. To oh yeah, and teams. The first time we move Joe Johnson to the slot, that poor slot corner that has to defend him, Joe Johnson might drop a hundred yards and two touchdowns on, like, right on his A game. And if we can make you move your number one corner to the slot, yeah, and then Manuel's just going to drop a hundred on you. I mean. So, yeah. I mean, you'd have to have two basically 90x factor cornerbacks. Yep. And basically, that's our division. The Tigers, the Explorers, and the Thunderbirds all decided that's what they're going to do. Yeah, but I think we can, uh, if we run the ball like we did against the Wizards, I think that's going to be tough for them. Right. That's been the key. That's been the key. We want to make sure because we want to make sure the elite teams have to play each of our players one on one. We want to eliminate as many doubles yeah, teams I, as possible. And I think this book. Will I think help we really caught the Wizards off guard with the playbook change because they, they were probably planning how we gonna make sure that we stop the read option and the deep. Right. And I saw there. Were, I saw three read options. I saw three read options, but Brinker just didn't mm-hmm. keep the ball. So yeah, you know, and I want everybody else to know. Everybody was listening. I saw him. The read option is still in this book. They were playing for it. option is. I know they're going to talk about it on the podcast. We still have it. The Wizards, I think the they put a, some training in for it, maybe though. So they were probably waiting there. So, so Brinker yeah. was just like, "Oh, I'm just going to hand it to Mike Troy. Last play, he hurdled some dude and got 20 yards." So. I think pretty safe bet. <laughs> yeah. Troy he really did. Bro, you couldn't tell he had 84 Troy. acceleration. He looked like he had 98 acceleration with the way he was playing. He was – The way that's, – that's what I like about Troy. He's one of those guys, he pulls away. Like, it's sneaky. Like, he seems to get faster as he's going. I think and that's because really, really like of his 90 speed really to 84 like. acceleration. Maybe that causes him to like yep. start up a little bit slower, but it also gives him time to read the play a bit more. And so the cues adjust for his Definitely. speed. So when he actually starts getting faster, they don't realize the CPU players don't realize, oh shit, he's got 90 speed. So they don't cover as fast. And then he Definitely. just breaks away. And then the cornerback's got to catch up. Definitely. And his change of direction and agility are higher than his speed. So that's that's key. That helps him a lot. Like you saw a lot of shiftiness behind the line. Like I think he has I want to say like ninety four. Yeah, kinda like real life Le'Veon Bell if you took away his receiving ability. Right. Right. That's the one thing that I wish he had, and that's the one thing. Like I know he'll hit the holes and get his yards. It's just that all around Back. That's why, I like, when I saw him split out wide, I saw him at receiver at a few plays too, and I was thinking, like, if that was Kenny or if that was Meredith, it would be a whole different matchup because Meredith has the speed to just get past a lot of corners, and Kenny actually has the skills as a receiver. I think Kenny has eighty catch. Like, 
So Kenny really has the skills. To I think be out Kenny. There, when, so it's a different matchup. When Kenny and comes back, he's going to look like Christian McCaffrey in this offense. Nah, when Kenny comes back, Christian McCaffrey's <laughs> going to look like Kenny. you're right. You're right. That's what we we want to. I think if Troy got 150 yards, what would Kenny have done? So yeah, but that's if it'll change when people start game planning for Kenny. I don't expect people to game plan for Troy so he's more likely to be successful, especially in this book. Like, we probably ran more out of this book yeah, than out of I our mean, last book. That's what this offense is about. This offense is a balanced offense that focuses a lot on solid runs and Very. just solid plays that grind away at the defense. I mean, that's what it does. But it still can be deep. That's what I like about it because it has a lot of really consistent plays in it. But it also goes jet sweeps and it has right. those screens and it has the read option and has those deep shots. So it keeps the defense honest. The Ravens was a lot more boom or bust on every play. I feel like the Carolina offensive book can move it down the field more consistently, which is something I feel like our offense was missing. Cause right. one game, our offense will look like the greatest show on turf. And then the next game they'd look like the Detroit lions when they didn't have Stafford. Like, right. I know exactly what you mean. There was times where we look like six and zero, and times when we look like zero and six. So I definitely understand. Yeah. I definitely understand, and that's why I'm going to work. There's a lot of concepts that I've seen just from watching this one game that I feel like we can use to really make a run. And it's like the key will just be learning how the different schemes work. Like I'm, I'm going to take the time, even on. If it's just on PS4, I'm going to really take the time to really study this book, like with our guys, like with our guys, and just see like what kind of adjustments I can possibly make when we move to, or when we go back to PS5. Because there's a lot, there's a lot. I like. I yeah, really, I think really we're going like to get Meredith more involved next week. I think we're going to put him at third down running back. Defenses. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. The depth chart will the depth chart. Yeah, Carl Maris is gonna, he's gonna come into that third down role. Will. And then when uh you saw Troy setting out wide, that's gonna be Kenny Meredith instead. And then he's gonna have some cornerback who likely right. doesn't have ninety five speed on him. Or he's gonna have a linebacker on him and they're just gonna be screwed. Right. What he's running. Because if he like say he ran right. a slant, I'm at what people don't understand about those slants is in the real NFL, you, they usually just catch them over the middle. But in Madden, a lot of times, if the coverage ain't right, the play will break out to the right, and the player will just be off to the races. And Meredith catches it in space. He's going to be – I mean, he's just going to go straight ahead, and no one's oh, going to yeah. catch him. Definitely. Definitely. And hopefully – we can use – we've been looking for ways to use him. He wasn't just a guy we wanted to just let falter to the wayside. So there's definitely ways in this book that we see that he can be productive. And I just like the way that in the run game, the holes open so fast. Like the holes open a lot faster than what they do in the Ravens book. And I feel like once we go back to using uh, – once we get back to having Kenny – He'll be, the way he hits the hole, I think it's going to be crucial. And I think it's going to really help. Hopefully it gives us the momentum that we need heading into the playoffs. Like, we got through the rough patch. We have one more game without him. Our next game is an auto win. So, hopefully we can get to 8-3 and three when he comes back. 
at a minimum we'll be seven and four. We'll still be in the race. We don't we don't want to be tinkering. Like right now we're winning our race and we want to keep winning our race. But the way this book looks, the way I feel like we can attack in so many different ways. And I want to talk about it, but I don't want to talk about it too much just because it's open right now. But me and you, we're definitely going to talk. Like, I just saw a lot of things from this book that can be great. I think Bane, Bane could be great. Bane could be really great in this book. He was our leading receiver in this game. I do I too. I mean, really tight end in gets book. involved a lot more in this book, surprisingly. Opposite to real life. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's why that's kind of what we've been needing. Like I'm tired of other tight ends being a Yeah, I think this playbook. The reason I chose this one is because I looked at the plays and I said, Well, this book's all about getting the playmakers into favorable matchups and making things a little bit easier on the quarterback. When before the Ravens playbook was about uh the quarterback making plays for the playmakers. And I just looked at our playmakers and I thought, well, our playmakers are a little bit better than Brinker is at quarterback, even though Brinker is a beast at quarterback. Like, we got a bunch of talented receivers, and the Panthers' playbook focuses on just getting those players into favorable matchups, and then the quarterback seeing those favorable matchups and being able to make plays. Right. Mm-hmm. right. The Ravens' playbook, though, is pretty, pretty good in the read option. But I don't know. Ravens playbook was pretty boomer bust some weeks. I like the Ravens playbook at times, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's matchup dependent. Like, I still think we can use the Ravens playbook some once Kenny comes back in certain matchups. But I think the playbook should be our primary. We don't We don't want to We don't want people to think that we won't. And I also found I have a game on the schedule, which I don't want to say right now, that I feel like that would be the best option. But we'll definitely see how things transpire. We have to find the scheme. With the Ravens, we've been kind of limited to one scheme. And I'm not against running one scheme because only the CPU has stopped it so far. That's where Rado stopped it. But as far as the, the Panthers book, I feel like we can run multiple schemes. And yeah, it's because it, it's because it focuses on making the playmakers getting the best possible scenarios. So that's going to be if the best scenario for them is going deep so, down the field, beating them because they have weak safeties or weak secondaries or schemes don't focus on covering deep. Then the Panthers right. playbook can cater to that, and if they focus on taking away those big plays. Well, fine, we'll just run it down your throat and. We'll throw it underneath, and we'll slowly grind you down till we score. Right. And I like how many oh. outside zones are in this book. Yeah, I was outside. I was looking at that, and I was like, I you know, really I think like Kenny, Kenny's going to kill him this book. Looking pretty good. I mean. So, yeah. I think it's a book. I think it's a way that we can really utilize Kenny and make him the focal point without taking away from everybody else on the team. And we can use Kenny to more of his strengths as far as in the passing game, too. Because Kenny, Kenny is key in the passing game. He hasn't been as key this season, which might be a little reason why we're a, a little slumping on uh, 
on offense, but Kenny is very key in the passing game as well. Not only as yeah. a receiver, but like as you a said, blocker too. Troy got so. split out wide a few times. And Troy isn't going to be great in that scenario. But if Kenny was there, that would be a matchup nightmare. Because now Kenny's out there. Defense has to worry about him. Yeah. You got Joe Johnson and Manuel out there. Who are you supposed to cover? You know? I mean, when Kenny comes exactly. back, he's going to be going on those outside exactly. zones. And teams are if teams cater to that, then we're just going to throw it on them. Because if they play for Kenny... We're just going to work in the short or right. deep game, and they won't be able to do anything about it. Team's guessing on what we're doing. And, and if all else fails, we still have three options in this book. As soon as everybody's watching, everything else that's going on brings trouble. Yeah, I like three options. And I just can't. I just want to see the Veer one time. I just want to see. Yeah, I just want to see Breaker run like the Veer. eight or nine read options in this book. Time. Not quite as many just as the Ravens, but like Brinker can. Brinker is not going to be run right. the read option as much, which I kind of like a little bit because I don't want it to be obvious. It's gonna. It's gonna be more effective now though, because you won't right. be expecting it. They'll be like, "Oh shit, Brinker's wrong." Right. We right. thought this book didn't have the read option, but no, this book has lots of exactly. Read Doesn't make that the focal point. It makes it kind of a side exactly. dish. Exactly. You know? And that's why I can't get this evil smile off my face. I can't wait. I can't and if wait. I can't wait. But the key is going to be points off a of turn. We have to get points. We can look nice guys in space, but if we don't put up points, it's not going to matter. Like, we should be averaging like, like you said, like 35 points. Like, like a, there's no reason I for feel it. like our Brooklyn Barons team can beat any team for a reason for it. when they're at their best. And if we scheme this team right, then they should win every single game and win Oh, a foul ball. Yes. That, I agree. I agree. When I say that, that sounds it, it sounds horrible. But when you say it, it's great. So yes, I agree one hundred percent. And the key is going to be skin. The key is going. Trust me, I'm diving in. I am diving in every moment that I get from this point. I'm diving into how what can we do? Which games are going to work best? Like I have some in mind. I, ha I have. I'm looking forward to when we play. We'll if talk. we play the Desperados we'll again, if we play them in the playoffs again, they aren't going to have as easy of a win. Yeah. We play them again. We're gonna playoffs, definitely. I got some yeah. ideas on what we can do for them the next time we play. Playoffs. I'm not gonna give any of those away, even though they're a CPU team. I just hope that next time you play them, you're not the starter. Because <laughs> I know. Yeah, that, be when when we were playing the Barons, I was part of me was hoping like uh, like. I don't want to see Tavion go down, but maybe, you know, he just tweaks his ankle, has to leave for the rest of the game, is absolutely fine in the fourth quarter. So I could see my player at least when we were down by, like, 28. I didn't get player once. I occasionally, I, I barely ever watched yeah. Desperado's games because I watched, like, four or five of them, and then I didn't see my player but one time. I think my, my players run the ball once all year. I don't know. I haven't watched every game, but he probably has, like, three rushes on the year. So I see much point in watching him. I'm going to try and go to the Bears right. 
with my running back. But we'll see. We'll see where what then happens with him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you'll be walking with all the arms. You'll be walking. I tried. Listen, I, I tried. Like and I'm gonna try again. Hey, I'm gonna try again. Soon as soon as trades open, I got a list of trades I'm ready to make. And you're on the list, buddy. Yeah, you I think my list, so. I think my we'll running back can be pretty good we'll if he gets a chance. I don't think he's gonna be any Tavion Hall, but I do think he can be yeah. a starting running back. Like there's some teams that could use him. For sure. The Barons, surprisingly, aren't the team that could use them the most, but they are a team that could use But we will. Listen. listen. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen. we will in this, in this book that we have. My dude isn't the best receiver, but he can receive it. Kind of like, like you said, you compared him to Jonathan Stewart once. Jonathan Stewart could receive the ball, but he didn't do that as a lot. We had Dean Williams. I, I mean, I was pretty young though when I watched him. Didn't the pan- him and mm-hmm. uh, that used to be the one-two punch. D'Angelo Williams. Yeah, yeah. It's because Stewart just kept getting hurt. If he would, if he never would have kept getting hurt, he would have been like yeah. one of the best runners in the league. I mean, Stewart. He he ran angry. Is what it looked like. You know, he would he would run through people. He was. A north-south running back who was also elusive. I mean, he would run over you. He would go around you. He was effective. Yes. D'Angelo Williams was uh, the thunder to his lightning, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, D'Angelo Williams is second all-time, I think, in uh, rushing yards for the Panthers after Cam Newton, ironically. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's funny. That's funny. I yeah, Cam, Cam got Cam overpassed him. It might have been Russian touch. <laughs> I, I think it could, might have been yards too, though. Yeah, it's the most Russian touchdown in yards. quarterback in it's history. Yards. I can see Cam with yards. Yeah. Hmm. Listen, if we had that Panthers book, if we had that Panthers book, listen, we would be a crazy team. <laughs> Because that's a whole different, uh, that's a whole different read. Yeah, I mean, when teams start cracking down on our Panthers book, they're gonna be in for a surprise if we switch back to that Ravens book. You know, because they're they're pretty different playbooks in the way they function. Right. There's some similarities, but they're totally different. But just as teams start to understand our book, we'll just switch back to the Ravens. They won't know what hit them. the team right especially if i can what i have to do is start holding off because we're supposed to declare our playbooks but i think we have the wednesday to do it but usually i do it early because i don't care come stop me this is the book i'm using but now that we have two books that i'm you that we're using i'm gonna kind of wait to the middle of the week when everybody else is dropping there so you don't know which book we're really going to go with yeah i'm looking forward to it so, yeah, that's definitely gonna like happen. you said there's a team you're looking at that we we're gonna run the Ravens playbook against in likelihood. So we're we're gonna probably play a bunch of our next games. I don't know if we're gonna play all of our next one or two. I don't know if we're gonna play our next one or two games with the Panthers playbook. We we probably will. But whatever team we come across, they're gonna see that Panthers book. They're gonna plan for it and then they're gonna get hit with the Ravens book and they won't be prepared. 
Look, I've seen some things that I, I'm pretty sure. Well, we're going to do the Thunderbirds part. Oh, yeah. So I know against the Thunderbirds, we're definitely going to yeah, use Yeah, yeah, Thunderbirds, we're going to use the Panthers. I don't, I don't think we're going to use the Ravens. So, yeah, we're definitely using – as long as Kenny's not here, I know we're using the Panthers book. Now, when Kenny comes back, I definitely want to see him in the Panthers book, but it's also going to depend on who we're playing. It's definitely going to depend on who we're playing. Because I know – like, I know there's one team that I won't say, but one team that I say that I want to use the Ravens book against is the Lancers. <laughs> but that's just because now they're using the Ravens book. So I just want to, like, not let them take my book from me. But other than that, like, I think for them, it probably would be better not. Yeah. But we'll see how that goes later on down the line. I just know. All right. We shall use. Now, uh, Roland, I got to ask you, uh, Mitchie Mitchie and uh, DP57, like, what's his actual name? Chrome. Mitchie and Chrome. Mitchie asked about our defensive backs, and Chrome asked about our line. I think Tatum. You want to go? I think our and I answer a second. A decent job today. He did well stopping the run. He was all right in pass coverage. I think our defensive backs. I think Harold was really good. I think Harold was outstanding. Harold did a very good job at defensive back. Like Harold was ball hawking. He was covering ground. Harold was a beast. You said London McNary wasn't that great today, really. I mean, he was all right, but he wasn't anything special. Yeah, Demarcus. I think Demarcus Sparks. Demarcus Sparks wasn't horrible, but our secondary, as a whole, our secondary as a whole was all right. But like that, they gave up a lot of yards. They did a good job taking the ball away, but the coverage wasn't always there. Like we saw on the replay on one of those interceptions, there was a dude wide open over the middle, and uh, the Wizards' quarterback just said, "You know what? I could throw it to that dude who's wide open." But I could also shock it into triple coverage. Option he chose. So I mean, he was Brinker. <laughs> he decided to be. Yeah, he old was like, Brinker. you know, that like, dude's hey, wide open. This is what I'm going to do. But that receiver bought me but, dinner last night, and I mean, I got to do something to make it up to him. Like he was complaining about targets, and he bought me a, a cheeseburger last night. So I got to get him the ball. You know, but I mean, the secondary gave up a lot of yards. They did a good job taking it away. Kent Morrison, I missed the first quarter, and I looked over it some, but I kind of just skimmed over it. I don't know if Kent Morrison was really good pass rushing that first quarter, but Kent Morrison, I mean, I thought he would get after the quarterback a little bit more than he did. Because as we know, Kent Morrison's a beast, and if he gets going, the other team's going to have a rough day. And he is technically a linebacker. He's kind of more of a defensive end almost because he rushes off that edge. He's an edge rusher. But, I mean, who's the name of that other linebacker we have? Roland, who's that other linebacker we have? Forgot his name. Hello? You there? I don't know, but our cornerbacks could have done a little bit. Yeah, I can hear you now. I was asking. I named Kit Morrison off. I've gone through Tatum. Who's that other linebacker we got? 
Yeah. Well, we got uh, Ron Crosby in the middle. We have uh, Damian Park. Yeah, Park. And uh, Tell Park Anderson was all right. right. He didn't do anything to really stand out for me, but he did his job. And Juan Crosby. Juan Crosby, I think, did pretty well. I mean, he was covering the run. He was doing his job. Like, our linebackers did their job. They stopped the run pretty well. Our defensive line was a big part of that, too, though. Mal Rose was doing a good job. He did have that one late hit that really cost us. Right. But, I mean, it happens. It's Madden. I mean, decided that he was going to hit the quarterback late. I don't know if that goes into his right. discipline trait. It probably does because I know in the traits there's discipline, penalty discipline, and he's probably in or something. But, yeah, our pass rush right. could have been a little bit better, actually, I feel like. And our linebackers, they stopped the run well. They did all right covering the pass. But as you saw, they got like, what, 450 yards passing that game? Like, our secondary took the ball away, but the coverage needs to be more consistent. The coverage got to be more consistent because, I mean, who's that cornerback you really like? I keep forgetting people's names. Yeah, Sean Dada. Dada was pretty good. Uh, I thought. Or Sean but he Dada. gave up a few big plays, I'm pretty sure. And didn't Sparks give up that one touchdown deep? Yeah, Sparks gave up that one touchdown deep. Other than that, Sparks was all right. Yeah. But our secondary just needs to play a more complete game because they got three picks. I only really give them credit for two of them, though, because two of them, we just covered everyone, and the quarterback just decided to throw it. But the third one, I mean, there's a dude wide open. Well, the first one, actually, is the one I'm talking about. But the first one, I mean, the first of our three, there's a player wide open that he could have just hit. Like, literally wide open. And he just decided he'd throw into triple coverage. So, <laughs> so our defense did take the ball away twice. Right. And our linebackers, who forced that fumble that basically was deciding and who won the game? Christian? Okay, uh, I see him coming in. He doesn't play Christian. the most on our team, but he made a big play there. He's like, I need to be in the game more. You see what I can do? Like He's like, I'm going to strip the ball from every quarterback. <laughs> that was a big play. Without that play, we probably lose that game. I don't know. We might go for it on fourth down instead of kicking a field goal. Though. So who really knows? Well, our defense could have been better, but they played pretty well right. as a whole. All right. Now, okay. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna respond. Okay. And I don't want to feel no type of way about my response. All right. Boom. So first, I would say, uh, as far as our defense giving up the yards, I think our defense gave up more yards because we weren't productive on offense. Really, like we had a lot of. Three and out. I feel Either that. we were we would have a decent drive or we would have a three and out. So it just gave them more chances to throw. I think Agamani had like fifty attempts. I don't know. I know both quarterbacks had a lot of attempts, but Agamani had Agamani had a higher QB rating with three picks. Yes. So I think that played a big part in it. I will say. The plays, I don't like how linebackers play at all. Like, I don't like how they play. I think our linebackers gave up the most yards. There was a lot of corner. It was a lot of corner routes in the middle area. It was a lot of times when Juan Cross, we got ate up by uh, punches. 
there's a lot of times on the edge, especially if we're going cover two, like it should be somebody in the corner. Like that's why I went cover two. But a lot of times when we got beat, it was where a corner or a linebacker should have been in the corners. But I do also understand that Telvin Anderson and Kit Morrison aren't the best in coverage because they're three, four pass rushers. So when we're in our base situations, those things are going to happen. But like when we're in our three wide situation, like when we're in nickel, there's no reason for that. But most of that is Juan Crosby and just his weakness is his feet. Like I understand his athletic ability is his weakness. So I try to keep him pigeonholed into a space. He's way better when he plays in the space than when he's manned up on somebody. And in the times where he was manned up on somebody, he got ate up, especially on corner routes. And same with uh, Parks. Parks is a lot better when he has a space. But when he gets uh, on man, in man coverage, he gets ate up, ate up too. So it is what yeah. it is. I understand our weaknesses. I try to put us in uh, more zone that's coverage. Something, that's something that we can address on the offseason. We, we got to get attack. some more man uh, linebackers. I just feel for the roles our linebackers were playing, they were doing all right. Because I don't expect Crosby to be good man. And I don't expect Kit Morrison or Telvin Anderson to be very good in coverage. And I don't expect Parks to be good man too. So, like, I just know those are positions yeah. they aren't going to do well. In. Yeah. It's something that's going to happen. Yeah. So, that killed us. That That's what helped punches get so many yards. A lot, a lot of those – Punches got like 180 yards, and a lot of that was just him eating up our eating up the linebackers. It was one time he just made a great catch on uh, it was on the sideline. He just made a great catch on Ethan King. That's the one that really made me mad. It was like a sideline mm-hmm. tiptoe catch. I think on Ethan King. It was like, what are y'all doing? Yeah, I like, think it our, is uh, I think another like, issue we had in pass coverage is arena. our pass so, rush was hit or miss for a lot of that game. Like pretty inconsistent. And that's yeah, it should have been. They should have been switched. That was part of the the depth chart issue too. I wanted to switch uh, Wayman Yates mm-hmm. and uh, Tristan Van Ree on the pass rush. I think it would have made a bigger difference, just because with uh, Tristan Van Ree being more of a power rusher. Him taking on the two blocks more often will not only help him, yeah. but it will help. Uh, Kit Morrison on that side too because Kit Morrison dropped back more in the coverage that game because I had him on the left to cover Funches more because he's my fastest outside linebacker and just going yeah, up think, against Funches' speed I wanted to at least have somebody I think that's, be in the area. I actually might that's be part of the reason some of our secondary looked bad that game at times like sometimes a dude would be wide open yeah, and McNary. McNary gave up a lot of those yards. It and was McNary. like McNary, McNary, and then Sparks gave up that one McNary long touchdown. And then he gave 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 given up like forty yards. Yeah. So yeah, and that play on that play where Sparks gave up that touchdown, I'm more mad at the defensive line. I'm more mad at our pass rush for should- not getting back there. He had too much time because. For August to have 98 speed and for Sparks to have 91 speed, he stuck yeah, with I him think, for a very, very like, long time. We should have at least had someone like, in the, the quarterback's field. face by then. Like Someone should have at least been bearing down on him, but it was a completely clean pocket. He could, yeah. he could have dusted off his shoulder pads and then threw the yeah. ball if he wanted to. Like Definitely. A lot of the things that happened with our secondary, a lot of the issues we had with them where people would be wide open were because of the defensive line not getting there. When the defensive line got there, 
everyone was almost always covered. So that's. Or the linebackers being trash. And it was both. It was a lot of times where people like where Agamonte had too much time in the pocket. He was just chilling back there throwing it. Especially when I think about the caliber of our defensive line in comparison to the caliber of their offensive line. And they lost their they lost a couple offensive linemen during the play. I mean during the game. So it's like to see us yeah. not get pressure in key situations, it it sucked. But yeah, those are two things we got. Our linebackers are I mean, crashing when it comes to our pass rush, to I feel like our pass rush has a lot of good players, and I feel like our pass rush might need one super, superstar type of player. Push it over the edge. Yeah, that's what we don't have. That's a lot of reasons why if I we, blitz so much. It's because I don't have a dominant yeah. pass rusher, but I have a lot of guys who can get the job. Yeah, I think we just need so one. I just try to our D-line is like one really big impact guys. defensive lineman away, because Oh, yeah, so I'm switching out Yates. I'm switching out Yates. Like, I don't know if it's going to be during the draft or if it's going to be during free agency, but I love Yates, love him to death. But just seeing him on this gen, like, that's a switch we definitely have to make. Now, why we have who we have, I'm going to do my best to put him in the best position. And I really think he should be on the other yeah. side with uh, Telvin Anderson because it would give him more free reign. I think if I let, if I let Van Ree be the cleanup man – and handle the two guys because he's been killing it. He's been killing it. So if I let him be the cleanup guy and handle the two guys on the left side, and I let uh, Yap, and I'm not Yap, if I let Yates and I let uh, Telvin Anderson go against that left tackle, left guard, I think we'll have a lot a lot better pass yeah, rush and then also that. free up cheeseburger. In the I agree with that. That's our goal for next week. Team. We also got to add so, yeah, that's my goal for a more week. athletic linebacker who can cover a bit more in the offseason. I those are the two biggest things we got to add this offseason for our defense. So, yeah. I'm actually – I'm about to swap – You know, I could – Crosby out for Jared Jacoba. And I'm just going to play two safeties. Like, I, I like to run four safeties and nickel anyway, but Juan Crosby is kind of built like a safety. So that's one of the reasons why I really kind of kept him in there. But his speed is a liability against certain people. So when we go against faster tight ends, yeah, like yeah punches, we gotta I'm we gotta make to sure like George Jacoba is in a situation where in the he box can succeed. And this week was just a situation with his skill set and athleticism. So where yeah, he really have a chance. Like I mean, that's nothing against how we set this defense up. Yeah. Or him, he just can't do it. He just can't do it. Not it is. It is. It is. I'm looking at how, because I'm looking at how the game plan is going to affect how the book is going to play. So it's definitely going to change my coverage. It's definitely going to change like the scheme I use. Like I might not go as much. Like I think this game I went three, four storm. So like in following games with this book, I might not go as much three, four storm. I'll choose a different uh, three, four set. I might go under or something like that. Just to switch up the way the coverage is going to be called. Because there's a lot of times where I'm calling cover two coverage, but we're not in the cover two that I want. And it's like all the times on those corner routes when we were really getting beat is when we should have been in the cover two. So I'm thinking it's just going Yeah, we just adjusting every week, making our defense better and better. So I want to try something. Marty, so pretty good. 
And every week we're learning new ways oh, yeah. to make our defense better. Just like those other teams are finding new ways to beat our defense, we're finding new ways to beat the ways they want to beat our defense. Like people being Yes. And if we can, we got to get, if we can keep them both on the same page, if we can have a good offensive and a good defensive day, at the same time, and keep that consistent. I mean, our team be is a great there. team. Like our we offense and defense has showed they can be at that top level. When our offense is at our at its best, it's really hard to stop. It's the top top yeah. five offense in this league. And when our defense is at its best, it's forcing like five turnovers. I mean, when our defense is at its worst, we saw it at its worst, which was when it played the Desperados. That's our defense at our worst. Of course, I know that was partially how we schemed that game. A big part of that was how we schemed the game. I mean, mostly, yes. mostly it was how we schemed that game. We yeah, didn't more than partially. Our players in more than partially. position to succeed that week. <laughs> Offense didn't succeed very well that week either. Like 28, I think the game ended 28 to 31, but I watched that whole game, and I was so mad because our team was just getting absolutely slapped. Like, they just destroyed our yeah, we got out. We got outclassed that game. We didn't After play that first drive, game. it was just like I don't know what. It's not going to happen again because we we learned lessons, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, people forget yeah. that. You can't spell learn without an L. No, it's not going to happen again. I, I think. Yeah, but I don't want any. How we supposed to scheme our offense? Our offense actually, out. I think well, there could be a little bit of trial and error with our offense, just because. I've used it a little bit in some leagues, and you you're just getting your first experiences with it, even though you're running trainings. Offense has a lot of facets to it, so we're we're still learning just all yeah. the ways we can use it. So our offense is just going to get better. Like yeah. I, I feel like Brinker played well enough this game. Like he didn't yes. win the he didn't win us or lose us the game. He just played. Would describe it. He didn't win or lose the game. Like he was yeah. a non-difference maker. That's he didn't key. Really, he played really. good enough to help our yeah. offense move, but he didn't play well enough to like do anything outstanding. Like he was just there. He was the quarterback. I mean, he didn't really make a big difference on the game. He did his job. Yes. <laughs> Tell me we about it. Tell me we about have it. to change I, her from Teddy Bridgewater to Sam Darnold. Like, right, we have him to, run we for 50-yard to touchdowns in games. <laughs> or like Sam Darnold. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just like that sleep on breaks. Listen. Listen. This is all the sign we needed. This this is all the sign I needed. You already knew. But, yeah, tell me you told me they got Sam Darnold Sam on the Sam Darnold and Brinker are pretty similar players. Like, people don't realize with Sam Darnold. This is off, off topic. But Sam Darnold. He was on the Jets, and the Jets didn't, had Adam Gase as the head coach, who's a terrible head coach. Offensive line wasn't very good, and their best receiver was Robbie Anderson, who then left. And this last year, their best receiver was Brashad Parent, was Jamison Crowder, was their best receiver. And nothing Jamison Crowder. He's pretty solid. He's a really good slot receiver. I had him on my fantasy team. Yeah. The next best receiver was Denzel Mims or Brashad Perryman. I mean – if you gave yeah, Patrick Mahomes those weapons, that would still probably be like a mediocre offense. Because you just – Sam Darnold may have been seeing ghosts, but 
he was seeing ghosts because yes. he was in a haunted house of an organization. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. That's not going to happen here. We do not want to have that transpire here with our guy Brink. We're, we're making the same move. We're, we're, we we grabbed our guy. I do too. I think it... Him. We feel like Brinker we have a book. I really feel like... good at attacking all levels of the field. His short accuracy is actually his best attribute, but he has a big arm. He's mobile. He can throw it pretty well intermediately. Yes. He can throw it well deep. And this playbook allows him to do all those things. And we can game plan. We don't have to game plan for our just our team's strengths. We can also game plan for the other team's weaknesses. But with this playbook, the other team's weaknesses, we can make our strength each and every week with this book. Because this book plays to beat every type of defense, I feel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I like it. I love it, really. Just from what, just from what I've seen and yeah. what I've reviewed, I feel like a lot can happen, man. I feel like a lot can happen. All right, now hold on. I'm about to I'm about to look at the Discord. Last right. time I did this, it kind of paused us in the middle, mm -hmm. and it wasn't letting you yeah, hear you're... me. So hold on, I'm gonna look real quick. Can you hear me? All right, boom. All right, bam. That's I great. answered both their questions. All right, I answered. So, the you just answered the. I also we unintentionally oh, answered. What are your thoughts on Breaker's performance? Just a second. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Boom. All right. We in there then. I'll just elaborate a little bit. Since it says Brinker's performance for the season, I'm gonna elaborate a little bit. Yeah, I'll elaborate a little bit on. So yeah, I think, I think he's been up and down. It's taking a little time to get the kinks out. We've been learning each other. He's learning the offense. I'm learning him and what's best for him in the offense. But I, I feel like we can get this man the MVP. Like, I know that's that's crazy, especially after the game we just had. But I just think that if we get things consistent, man, and we put everything together, we can get this man the MVP and he can lead the Barons to their first your first championship, man, and hopefully many more. Like we started off really slow. He was pick six king. Like I think it's, I think of his five picks, three of them were pick sixes. So when you look at things like that, it kind of makes you be like, all right, I don't know, but he's found a way to turn that around and play well with us, play well with the guys that we have out there on the field, give them the ball, and if we can keep that consistent, we can help him grow to a point to where he can be the guy yeah, who how old, lead this team, and it's not how so old much is the team leading him. Right now, yeah, I, I feel like say, it's been the team leading him. Brinker, Brinker has gone better Brinker's throughout 24. the year, in my opinion. Like, he started the year so, yeah. rough. We were learning how he played. But he's also just yeah. naturally improved throughout the year. Kind of like you do with a lot of young quarterbacks in the real NFL, like Baker Mayfield this year. He's kind of having one of those yes. uh, season trajectories. Because Baker wasn't very good at the start of last year. But as the year went on, he got better and better and better. And now he looks like yeah. the Browns franchise guy. And as our year progressed, Brinker has gone better. He started off looking pretty bad. He lost us two games this yeah. year, both at the start of the year. Those two games in a row we lost. But 
Oh yeah, true. But I'm gonna say he lost one, mm-hmm. and I lost one. Yeah, he threw that Tiger's game away. Well, our defense handed him the that Diablos, game. But the and we got didn't he throw away. like was it two or three red zone interceptions? I think he threw threw two, and then the third interception he threw that allowed their team to get into our red zone. So he cost us like 17 yeah. points, and we lost by like six. Yeah. Yeah. And if yeah, he just didn't lost, throw those other picks, six, that lost, pick yeah, six would have been other picks that were wouldn't have been as important. Pick six lost again. Because if he didn't throw those other picks, it would have been like cool. He had a bump in the road, but he got past it. Mm-hmm. But the week he played, who was the next team we played? I think we played the Explorers next. He came out and he looked like a right. totally new quarterback. He played better. He played way better, and he's grown every week. Even though this last week he wasn't right. incredible, he was in a new right. for one. And for two, he still was pretty solid. He only threw one interception. Right. That's a huge improvement from where he used to be. And that one interception only cost us like three to seven points. Right. The rest of the game. He... Yeah, right. that wasn't a good three. I-, I wanted to run, three. I I run, wanted to run switch. Four. We can't let switch, that. Man. But, I mean, I we won, it. so it doesn't really matter. So, yeah. As long as we get that W. Yeah, by fifty and a win by three mean the same amount when it comes to the future of the team. Yes, our defense looks pretty solid. We just got to manufacture more pass rush and we'll be good. Right. Like if we just add one dominant pass rusher and cover linebacker, right, we will be almost impossible to move the ball again. I think. I think if we can start consistently scoring, right? Aside from like not even talking about this game, right? Even all the games where I was picking my Ravens, but like if we can just consistently score points, like if I know I can say, hey, we can go out here and get 21 points by ourselves, like no turnovers, I know we can get 21 points. Then yeah, after we that. get the turnovers, we get points from them. We could be a better team. I think the thing that's really been saving us right now is that we've gotten so many extra opportunities because we got the the turnovers. It's mm-hmm. like because even when I go back and look at the Explorers game, like we had what two pick sixes in that game. Like even the defense still had to put up points for us to win. It's like, if that's where we're going to have to be, I understand. But at the same time, I don't because we have the talent. I think the book is the first step. I mean, if we put the right training in place, and I think this was our offense when we directly went against what we should have done, and it still was okay. Like, our offense wasn't good. I wouldn't say it was horrible. It was okay. Brinker Brinker did throw that interception. I mean, it wasn't the worst decision I've ever seen, but it was a great decision. But that was like his, one of his few bad decisions he made all game. A lot of the plays were just broken right. because of the verts. Right. But Brinker, Brinker played all right. And right. as the game progressed, we I feel like this our CPU kind of went a little bit more away from the verticals in the second half. Like our CPU was like, this isn't working. We started throwing underneath a bit more. But I mean, Brinker Brinker improved throughout the game right. for one. But for two, when he threw that interception, that cost right. us like three to seven points. So our off our offense realistically 
the playbook manufactured. Like we scored how many? Twenty four. At least three. We we realistically should have scored at least twenty seven that game. But I mean, turnovers happen. Yeah. So right. that's part of our offense. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we only have one interception. Like my quarterback, if our quarterback out, only course, has one interception, we should still so, put up like twenty-eight points at least. So yeah, that's not. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna work it out. We're definitely gonna work it out. All right. Uh, last little bit of, I guess, defensive review because we've been. Last little bit of defensive review that I really have is our run game defense was finally, finally, finally outstanding. Even though we had to sacrifice some passing, we did have to sacrifice some passing. But I knew, I knew that would happen because I wanted them to pass. Like I wanted them to. Like I know that's what they want to do. That's what I would prefer because I feel like. If I scheme for running, even though I really didn't scheme for running this game, like I, if I scheme for running and just let our guys do what they do, things will work themselves out. And we shall see how that works in the future. I kind of already know exactly what I want to yeah. do against the I would love to have a game like we had last time. Uh, just them. putting us in the best situation. <laughs> uh, but. Oh, yeah, that's the goal. I hope it's not raining. I hope it's a, a nice day. I don't know where we're playing at. I think we play in Brooklyn. So, if we play in Brooklyn, it should be a wonderful day. Sunshine, well, we'll probably still right? question it. There's It'll no be like, reason it was cold. for anybody to be questioning it was probably cold. I got five picks again. The, the balls uh, were overinflated. Man, did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be something. The win. Yeah, they're going to come up with something. Game. Something. He had he had corona. It's gonna be something. But <laughs> also matter is we have to get this win. We can't cause if we listen, it's gonna be for the division still. Like it's still for the division. If, and the explorers so are still the, the explorers are about to the get the quarterback back. And they're one. Well, game would that out. be enough to make get us into the playoffs right. if we beat both those teams? I mean, it would be close. We'd have the tiebreaker on both of them. We, I mean, I don't know because I'm gonna say no because yeah. I, we could beat the Thunderbirds and then yeah, we could be I, I agree with that. Those if are, we lose I, everybody I, else, I do it's think not that gonna the matter. Like, we have to win every game, game and the Thunderbirds right. game are the most important games left on our schedule, though. I do think those are our most important ones, but the thing is, every other game is also really important. It's just, it's just we can afford maybe. We really can't afford to lose any games because that means yes, and like we have no cushion. We're playing a lot of, but if we lose to the Thunderbirds or Explorers, our chances of winning the division go way down. Like either of those games, like if we lose an out of division game, if we lose one out of division game, just one right. the rest of the and year, like, and the, we beat those our two division foes, and we win the other division games, we can be fine. We should make the playoffs like that. But if we if we lose to either of those teams, then we're at the mercy of what Maybe. they do. You know, we want them to be at the mercy of our team. Like we need them to be hoping we lose. But listen, but we- listen. This is 
this is why this is why every game that we play next is key. All right. Everybody that we play I, next, I feel that. except for maybe the Condors, Condors is in the wild uh, or in the wild card race. And, like the, the Thunderbirds, the Lancers, everybody. Yeah, that's so a yeah, game I was about then, to say. The Thunderbirds, that's, I mean, that's, that's a game we got to win because they're a bad team. Well, I mean, no is really bad. They're just a team that's losing a lot. And when you're playing a team that's losing a lot, you got to make sure they keep yeah. losing a lot. Because that's a game that if you lose – you're just like, oh man, we just we just let one slip because that game's on the sleeper. Yeah, those are the sleeper games. We already lost one of those to the Tigers. We almost lost one of those last. The Wizards night. have no offense to the Wizards, but and that's is there any news? Uh, we almost lost the injury. So. Was serious? My like, was that a serious? Yeah. So. Oh man. Hey, this- uh, Things he, just—he's out for bad the or worse for the Wizards. I think it was a—I think they say it was a broken hip. Oof, broken hip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel bad. Like I, I, I wanted to win, to, but I, I didn't want to break but the that's not how I Like I guess our line got frustrated. Like we aren't playing well, and when they hit him late, I guess they just threw him to the ground real hard. Like, yeah. why are your offensive linemen so good, even though? Offensive line wasn't that good. Like on paper, they're not that good. Throughout the year, they haven't been that good. I don't know why we didn't get consistent pressure. But that's something they got to address. I think the Wizards do their offensive line, so Argamonte doesn't end up with a broken hip next year. I don't know either. Exactly, I mean, but I mean, I don't know. I feel bad. That's above my pay grade. I don't know. When you're losing, you and then your starting I'm quarterback still... gets hurt. That's really rough. Like, that's, I'm, I'm, that's something they're going to have to figure I out. Don't, I don't know how they over, overcome that this year. but Yeah. I mean, I think they have a good backup in Frazier. Like, the Marshalls, not the Marshalls, well, the Marshalls, but the Wizards always had good quarterbacks. It was just a matter of putting them in position. I think, honestly, for what the Wizards yeah. have been doing with their deep passing game, Frazier would be the better quarterback for this game anyway. And he can do a little bit of the re-option and they'll probably be a lot more effective because he's not who you would re- really be expecting to be on the re-option. In comparison to Agramante, who you expect to be on the re-option, so yeah. it probably won't pick up as many yards. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, we got Brinker from them. So, Hey, they always had quarterbacks, and I think Frazier, I we think Frazier can help. Frazier might Frazier turn their team around and make them put Agramonte on the training block. Like you never know. Like Frazier isn't bad, or Frazier could. Yeah, yeah I one mean, of them the could Wizards, turn into a pick, and one let's of just them say could easily turn into a draft go pick. Go to a handbasket, and they lose every single game, and Frazier's horrible. Well, then they got a top pick, you know. And I don't think they're—they're they're probably not making the playoffs, even if they win out at this point. So, right, right. So I mean, would that—that that would be bad for the development of their players and be bad for his coaching career? Like, if I was—even if I started yeah. the year zero and six, I'd want to win the rest of the games. 
long term, it might honestly be better if they just lost the rest of these games and then got like one pick, had their choice of prospects. Nah. He's not going to. That is. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think if they lose the rest of these games, my man's might be fired because the, the Wizards have always been. Well, the Marshals have always been a top tier team. They've always been like the Thunderbirds and like the Explorers. Like they've always and the Gunners. Like they've always been like a top top team. Like so, it looks like just a, a oh, down year. And hopefully, the like they like, keep fighting. But I think like if he tried like, to tank out, they end up losing fire. And he like, yeah. So I, I want him to. It'll be yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like if they lose the rest of the games. For the rest of the year by like one point. Yeah, I'm not saying, I'm not be cool. saying they like, should go out there and put their third string quarterback out there. I'm just saying if they happened to try and win and they were in a bunch of close games and they ended up losing a lot of close oh, games, yeah. got a high pick, and he's coach, that might be better for next year. But the thing is, yeah, the thing is you'd be sacrificing development because your players Maybe. would not get as much XP, and that would be an issue too. So, like, I don't know. There's a lot I consider about that. But the Wizards just a great spot right now. They're kind of damned, they I mean, damned if they don't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The thing about them is, like, it's kind of good because they have a lot of older players, so it gives them higher, like, capital in the draft to replace them. But at the same time, it's like, I don't really think they need that many guys. I just think it's just the way to just fall this year. Like they're still a good team. They're still a good team. It's just the way the chips fall. Like I have my own kind of view on what they got going on over there. Like I don't always agree with things that everybody does. I'm not saying I'm they should or should do anything. I, just, I don't know. So they're I the best really Like other people would not the best. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a bad year, and I don't. I want them to win out. I hope they win the rest of their games. I don't want them to be good. One because they play in a division where everybody is six or seven and two or something like that. Like everybody else is good, and then two, I don't want them to get a whole bunch of nice players. The Wizards, like they're already nice. The Wizards are the type of team. To that, make them I don't know. It felt better. like the chips didn't fall went out this year. I, I don't reflection on their coach. Like as as you can see, this has been a pretty rough year for them. They've had a lot of injuries yeah, it's in just the a, tough division. I don't think it's a bad like, team. Like I was, man, like if they lost some games, it wouldn't be the worst thing for their future. Right. But I don't know. It, it might be because their players weren't developed at all. I just think they should. I just think they should run more spread. Like, I know this is not what this is supposed to be about, but just for me, outside in, I don't know nothing about them really, but I just think if they ran more spread, if they ran spread I mean, or they ran Monte, rate, I think they would be honestly, a Honestly, with the way they're running their offense right now, you know, back I saw him play last night. Brewer could realistically come in and beast out because Argamonte made some puzzling decisions last night. Like, he's a good quarterback, but he made some decisions that made me scratch my head a little bit. Yeah. 
definitely. They and got a lot like, of weapons. Just for me seeing like, they, how they, they have a lot of offensive weapons. I think it fits Frazier better than their offense. I was kind of scared, a little bit scared of their playmakers because I trust our defense a lot. But I looked at the playmakers and I'm like, if we don't get to their quarterback, it's going to be a rough night. But right. thankfully, Argamonte bailed us out with all the turnovers he had. But, right. I mean, that was – I don't feel like the Wizards put a bad game plan together. They challenged right. that game. Hey. I'm not... Right. I just think they need to – I just don't – I just being honest, like, no – Shout out to Ramon. No disrespect, man. It's just I just don't like their scheme, man. I don't like the way they're choosing to attack. Like I know I think they went vertical zone run against us, and that's why there were so many deep passes. But it's like when I look at when I think vertical zone run, I think the Barons. Like that's what I think. Like whenever I say like that was that's our number one scheme is vertical zone run. Like I think we're like at 88-89. That's our number one scheme. Like even though I'm running in the West Coast spread, it's just yeah. because I've been running so much underneath because everybody knows that I really want to throw it deep. Like everybody knows and that everyone knows we want to run a lot of read season. So that's the next thing we're trying to take away. That. You know what I'm and saying? And now we but put in like, a new playbook. That not only has read option, but it also has yeah. deep passes, short passes. We can do literally anything. We're gonna come in, come into our uh, stadium, or we're gonna come to their stadium, and they're not gonna know what exactly. we're gonna do. They're gonna be like, this is "What they did last week," and then if they put on another game to watch for tape, they're gonna be like, "But, but the week before Man. they were throwing it short and eating teams live underneath, and then the next game they opened it up." And threw for 400 yards, and Manuel got six deep passes for 200 yards. So they're going to be all types of confused. And then when they least expect it, we're going to run the ball on them, and we're going to drop 100 yards right. or 200 yards. Like Troy, didn't Troy have like 160 right. last night? It was like 140, right? I don't know. He was up there. It was like around. Man, Troy last yeah. night. That can't be, be said enough, man. I was impressed with Troy. Troy's. I don't know what uh, it was like. how other teams value Troy, but Troy's a starting halfback in my mind. Like, Me he could too, start man. somewhere. Listen, I try to tell people that overall isn't everything. It's about how the player plays. And I know, like, going back, when I tried to offer Troy for you, I offer, like, Troy in the pick. When I tried to get you, and they was like, nah, Troy's not the caliber of uh, Firestorm, which I understand, but it's just more so off his rating. But it's like, you just got to watch my man play. But it's like, I like having guys like that. Like, even when you think, like, okay, you lost your main guy. Like, Troy has more, just had more yards than he had at any game. Troy is an interesting right, so. skill set. Like you teams, never know, man. You teams never look know. over him. Teams are like, Troy's like Troy, not good. Troy's nothing special. I like Troy. And then Troy goes and drops 150 yards on him. And then they're just like, oh, maybe we should have thought about stopping the run a bit more. Right. Right. 
I feel like Troy, I feel like every running back, well, not Meredith, but I think both the young running backs with Troy and with uh, Nickerson, they both have a lot of Kenny Steele-type qualities about them. They, nobody's going to beat Kenny Steele, but they have a lot of Kenny Steele-type qualities about them. And the way Troy hits the hole when he sees it just reminds me of Kenny. And I feel like that's why he's always been productive. He's never been a big juke guy. Yeah, I, he's not going to try to spin I think Meredith, or try to make Honestly, when, when it comes to Meredith, the, whole the other two go. running backs are like Kenny Steele. Meredith like is him, the man. type of running back that beats you with his speed. You know, he's kind of like, you know, the 49ers always have like four running backs who are, some of them are stars, but they all run like a 4-3, something. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like Carl Meredith is. Like, if he right. gets into open space with a head of steam, like, right. he could be gone with the speed right. he's got. But as a pure runner, I don't think he's that special. That's why I think we need to we need to use him a bit more in the receiving game. He's going to create a lot of mismatches. Because if you put a linebacker on him, it doesn't matter what his route running is when he has 95 speed and their linebacker just has, like, right. 89. Because he's going to be open. He's going to be Right. Meredith right. would burn him. Meredith would burn. Uh, That's why Juan Crosby kept eight up Crosby and covering seventy yards but, to Meredith. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we gotta find a way to get Meredith involved. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I understand. I understand, and I feel like I feel like in this book, Meredith doesn't outrun our linemen. I feel like in the Ravens book, the issue has been that Meredith outruns our alignment. Like he gets there too quick before they can really set up the block. But mm -hmm. I feel like the yeah, blocks our, in our line, book our are so much faster, and that's why team, Troy could get off. Our so whole much team more. at times looked good. There was some. We had some issues though at times too. Like, so yeah. No, you couldn't. Our left guard. Like a 99 overall, he was you couldn't even people. tell that we had he a was on his seven left guard, right? Yeah, like, and that's not even a, that's not even who we picked. Yeah, he was I mean, like, we picked Warford, coach. You're not gonna cut me. Next we had year, Thompson right? in Look there, and he still got it done. He was looking all right. So, yeah, I kind of want to keep him in. Yeah, I kind of want to keep him in the game. It's like, but we're about to play the Thunderbirds, so I'm not, I'm not going to do that to him. Like, but if, I kind of want to keep him in the if game. If we bring maybe that later down that we want to put in, and he doesn't look that back. great, we're going to be like, you know what? We remember what you looked like against the Wizards, really and did not look like we thought he would. So you're going to in there. Yep. Oh yeah. It'll be a quick substitution. I mean, it's going to be a rough game. They got a lot of playing. That's the Thunderbirds' defensive line, so I don't expect anybody to really look good against them, though. You know? So, yeah, definitely, definitely. Hey, wait, hold on, hold on. We're at we're at an hour mm -hmm. and 23 minutes already. And then I know we got – there's another part. It's the intro part For before sure. we got For cut sure. off. All right, so – I'm going right. to stop this, but we're going to do more pods. We're definitely going to do more pods because this was fun. This was fun. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, all right, here we go. Yeah, we're going to end it right here. Uh, you know, earn your stripes. Uh, protect the crown. 
Gorilla Gang. All right, go Barons. All right, see y'all next pod. We're going to have Nikki Flames back. Yes, sir. All right, see you guys.